Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? You are listening to The Big Cruise Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 81 of the Big Cruise Podcast. My name is Baz, I'm your host and producer, and uh, this episode was recorded on Friday the 26th of November. In just a moment, Chris will be joining us to talk all things cruise news, uh, but I did also want to personally thank him for jumping in and saving the day earlier this week when he recorded uh, kind of an emergency episode when we had a few technical issues with what we recorded last Friday. So uh, apologies, there's been a bit of a pause, a bit of a delay over the last couple of weeks. We're hoping that things are back to normal (laughs) as much as they can be at the moment. And uh, as I say, Chris will be along and we'll discuss that and others in just a second. Also, just a thank you to those of you that are listening, liking and subscribing. It doesn't matter where you listen to this podcast, but if you can, um, on your podcast directory, just uh, leave us a review, give us a little like, subscribe, or even uh, send the link to a friend that you think might uh, appreciate this podcast and enjoy it as well so uh, thank you to each and every one of you that is doing that already but let's get the show on the road let's get straight into episode 81 i really really hope you enjoy it thanks for listening It is Friday. I'm back in Perth, and it is, of course, time to speak to Chris Frame about all things cruise news. Chris, hey, how you doing, mate? Good. And hopefully the audio is a bit better today. I'm <laughs> so sorry about the quality of the last uh, Maritime History podcast. No, I, I appreciate that you actually did it, because um, for the benefit of the listeners, we had, we were doomed last week. We, we did record an episode last Friday. We went to uh, one of the best coffee shops and got in there, and it was really busy, so we decided to do it in the car park of all places, which... Uh, <laughs> Jinxes even further, we had all sorts of uh, cars and trucks and motorbikes and, and very people angry shouting. Man on the telephone, <laughs> yes. Yes, some very choice words that Barry was going to have to edit out. But uh, it turns out we had a technical issue and it couldn't be edited anyway, so we actually lost the whole of last week's episode. So apologies for that, and you did jump in and very graciously record those uh, listener questions slash maritime history for yeah, me. Yes, so if anybody could you. understand what I was saying, then I can give you 50 points. <laughs> <laughs> so we found a nice quiet spot. We're in some gardens at the back of a coffee shop uh, here in Western Australia, and uh, I'm back for the weekend before heading back out into the bush. So apologies to any listeners if you are sending listener questions through. I know a couple of you have. I literally have no internet connection where I am Monday through to Thursday. Uh, get back late Thursday night and uh, jump straight into this. So I'm going to do a bit of a, a, a recce over the weekend, find all of your listener questions, and we'll do a, a bumper edition of those for next week. Um, we're going to start off with one listener question in particular, and uh, this one came in from Fred, who uh, asked specifically, 
Obviously, things are looking a little bit more positive in Australia and things could potentially open and there is rumours that cruising may continue again at some point next year. If we could choose any ship or any cruise line to, uh, to go out on for that first sailing, who would it be and why? Over mm. to you, Chris. Well, I think personally that, although I just can't wait to get on all of the different ships that may well come here, the one that I would really like to see first back in Australian waters and sailing in proudly through, I don't know, Sydney Heads, yep. is P&O Australia. Yes, you know, of course. They're Australia's cruise line. They have a connection with Australia that dates back to you know, the 1930s uh, through P&O. And the current incarnation actually can be traced back to Sitma mm -hmm. with the Fair Star. And when P&O acquired the Fair Star, they turned it into P&O Holidays and started establishing the Australian domestic cruise market. Of course. Um, they've got an Australian-based office. They run the um, you know, cruise operations out of Australia here. Um, and they've got the three ships, uh, one of which, of course, Pacific Explorer was already in the Australian market when, mm -hmm. when the cruise pause started and was um, very visually evicted from Sydney back when the cruise ban came in. Um, and then they've got the other two, the two new ones. And for them to be the, you know, Australia's cruise line to be the, the ships that, that come back first and able to re-establish that cruising, I think would be, would be the fair thing to do. Yeah, no, of course, yeah, I hadn't actually thought about that. Uh, but I was probably going to say P&O, only for a personal reason, that I've never actually been on P&O and I'm really embarrassed oh, to say that. no! Um, I got asked on another podcast that uh, a couple of weeks ago about um, had I sailed on P&O Australia and I had to quickly say no I hadn't and I was like I don't actually know why I haven't it's no, just never it's it's never a, had the opportunity it's a great experience um they're they've got a really nice blend of that you know sort of casual Australian mm -hmm. chilled out feeling but also have a heap of different I mean the last P&O Australia ship I went on was Pacific Jewel yep so you know it's a 2019 um she's obviously gone yep and but you know they had extra extra um, tariff restaurants with Luke Mangan as yeah. the chef. Um, they have um, the Edge experience on board, which is sort of a um, soft, like sporty, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a sporty thing that they have on the ship. There's like lots of um, space up on the open deck. There's swimming pools, all that sort of thing that you could expect. But they also have the show lounges and the lectures. So it's not just this sort of. Um, that, that classic Australian cruising image of people just you know, lounging around and, and drinking beer and stuff. You can actually do the other stuff as well. So it's got a really nice blend of, yep. um, of activities. Yep. And uh, the crew is super friendly. You know, it's not as polished as some of the cruise lines, but that kind of plays into its, its yeah, style. Yeah, it's close. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, no, so I like I'm, your choice. I'm looking so, yeah. forward to it coming back. Um, and then obviously, uh, sort of, I'll do... Pacific Explorer, Pacific Adventure, Pacific <laughs> Encounter, and then when we disembark from Pacific Encounter, Queen Mary 2 will be sitting there in the port, ready to make the world make sense again. <laughs> so that's, that's my That's, that's my how 2022 is going to play out for Chris. Cool. Yes, yeah, so we'll let Cunard know to bring her down. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, the, I believe uh, the PNL ships are up, or at least two of them are up in Dubai at the moment. Uh, so uh, obviously a bit of a journey to get them back to Australia, but all being yeah. well, that should happen. Uh, let's hope, let's put it out there. Let's say quarter one, quarter two of uh, 2022, things yeah. will have a, a bit of normality about well, you, cruising. You and I had a bit of a chuckle when we read the recent headlines that said uh, cruising could resume before Christmas yeah. and of course knowing as we do a little bit about the industry it does take more than two weeks or three weeks to exactly to get a ship back into service so um, 
it will take, you know, if they say go date is, I don't know, I'm going to make something up, go date is the, the 1st of March, um, you'd have to start today to get them ready. Yeah. To, for 1st of March. Just finding the crew alone and yeah. uh, getting them retrained up and ready to, yeah, to get exactly. back into and available on the ships, etc. Um, so do you want to tell our, um, we're just sitting here as the world's largest flyer lands on Barry's notes and it reminded me of a picture he sent me today of a, <laughs> a very large lizard that was following him around up in the, in the Pilbara. So I, had, I don't know what this lizard is called. Um, not from a personal name, I don't know what, what its official <laughs> name is. What's its personal name? George the lizard, I don't know. The, I think we called it Larry. But Larry, uh, that's probably this the alliteration. Huge. The only way I can describe it, if anybody's ever seen pictures of the Komodo dragons that they have up on Komodo Island in Indonesia, it's probably something very similar to that, closely related. I don't know if they're the same or not. Um, this thing was huge. It was probably a metre to a metre and a half long. And um, yeah, just was there in front of me and kind of went, just growled at me, turned around and walked off. I later found out a couple of days ago that they're highly aggressive and can actually run up your your clothing and rip your face off. So uh, glad that and Barry uh, stands there to take a picture to send to me. I think you should put that on the on, on the show notes. The, the photograph okay. of this dragon, because um, Larry the lizard. Larry the lizard. Um, and you know what also made me made me smile. And it's, it's maybe it's not not funny, but the, the the thought of somebody who's spent most of his life at sea. Working while and truly landlocked. The most land-covered part of Australia, basically, out in the desert, isn't it? Red dust as far as the eye can see. Yeah, <laughs> nice change of scenery. So. Which anyway. brings us on to our next point. We've got to thank Anthony White. Yes, Anthony, thank you very, very much. You've just become the latest uh, donation or do donor in the uh, Buy Me A Coffee um, area. Um, for the listeners, there's a little advert somewhere in the podcast that talks all about that. Basically, Anthony uh, shouted us a couple of coffees, virtual coffees that help uh, contribute to the, the cost of keeping the podcast on air. But today, it actually paid for two real coffees. We're out in this beautiful coffee shop in the, the gardens here. So thank you, Anthony, and thank you to everybody else who has supported us throughout the year. It really does make a, a big difference. And uh, also, keep those questions coming. We've had so many questions. Chris answered quite a lot of those uh, uh, in the earlier podcast this week. We'll get on to more of those in the next episode, but I think it's probably time to jump straight into cruise news. Yeah, shall we do that ad break and then come back with the news? Sounds good. Hello, it's me again. Just wanted to thank those of you that have supported us via Buy Me A Coffee. Um, if you're not familiar with that uh, system, it's a little bit like Patreon, where you can support your favourite YouTuber or artist. Um, we use Buy Me A Coffee, which is basically because we love coffee. Um, and in a nutshell, you can donate the cost of a coffee, about four Australian dollars, or multiple coffees if you prefer. Um, and in return, you receive priority access to all of the podcasts. So it doesn't matter where you listen to your podcast. If you support us via Buy Me A Coffee, you'll receive an email every week um, just saying the new podcast is live and available. Here's the link, or listen to it in your favourite podcast. And uh, it gets to you about... 12 to 24 hours before anybody else gets access to it so it's a, a great little bonus there and uh, once again it's about four Aussie dollars um, one coffee multiple coffees you decide but every little donation is greatly appreciated and just a reminder you can find the link uh, to buy me a coffee in the show notes on the website and uh, also via the buy me a coffee app thanks in advance Okay, Chris, uh, another great week in cruise news. So let's uh, jump straight in with Carnival Australia announcing the 23-24 itineraries. Yeah, so this is going to be obviously what we're looking at um, after stepping off the Queen Mary 2. We're yes. lining up our future, isn't it? Because <laughs> Carnival is another one that's got a great connection with Australia yeah. um, for many, many years now. Um, so yes, they've announced their um, itineraries for 2023 and 2024. 
Um, they say that the, the, the planned voyages will inject around about $300 million into the domestic tourism market. Um, there is a little asterisk next to that because, of course, it's quite far-reaching, these sorts of um, yep. uh, contributions that the cruise ships make, and we've spoken about that in the past as well. Um, so, yeah, there's 115 sailings um, with a particular focus on Sydney and Brisbane, yep. uh, which is, you know, makes sense. I mean, Sydney's, of course, like being the traditional uh, port for, for Carnival Australia, but Brisbane's also just recently invested in a new cruise terminal. Uh, which I don't think has even had a chance to really be operational yet. No, um, they just did a, a show around for travel agents actually to, to showcase it really yeah, for when cruising does yeah. resume. So there we go, and it's on um, Carnival Splendor and Carnival Spirit. Yeah, Splendor of course based out of Sydney, Spirit based out of Brisbane for 23, 24, and those uh, voyages go on sale. In fact, they're already on sale uh, 22 November. Staying with the Carnival uh, Corporation family, Holland America's fifth ship has now entered service. Yes, or re entered well, service. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, New Staten Dam. So she's departed Fort Lauderdale now. Um, that's in, in Florida, of course, in the United States. Um, and it's her first trip since the uh, since everything shut down last year. Um, and so, yeah, five ships. The other ones being New Amsterdam, Eurodam, Koningsdam, and Rotterdam. Exactly. What does Koningsdam mean? A uh, king. King? Yes. Oh, goodness. There we go. Yeah, Is there uh, anything you don't know about Holland America? Oh, I was there for a long time, so uh, yeah, that's kind of ingrained the in me. listeners might not know that, actually, if they're new to the show, but Barry was, um, that's how we met, actually, wasn't it? Yes, it was, I used to be the uh, WA representative for uh, Holland America and then on to the, the national sales manager yeah. for quite some time. I think you might have given us a tour of um, the Zandam, maybe, when it was here a long, long time ago. Uh, oh, probably the, the only ones I remember doing here would be the Staten Dam, the Amsterdam, the Rotterdam, and the Wallendam. Oh, Wallendam, that okay. would be it, yeah. Because yep. I've also been on board her for a tour, yeah. All very similar, all the yeah. same class of ships. And uh, these ones that are coming back in service now are the, the bigger, newer, uh, flashier ones there. I like the way you say the only ones that I've done and then list off like 15. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Uh, moving into Crystal next, uh, Crystal have uh, departed Ushuaia for their first ever Antarctica expedition. Yeah, that sounds great. Hey, and actually, just the other day, um, I was asked if I could go on one cruise anywhere in the world. Like, if there was only an opportunity to do one. Oh, yeah, this was your last you cruise do? ever? Not so much last cruise ever, but say the market opened and you could do one and then it was going to close again. This oh, was okay. kind of like, unfortunately, the conversation was a bit doomsy. But, <laughs> um, you know, if you only ever got a chance to cruise one more time, what would it be? Uh, and I actually said Antarctica because that's definitely been on the bucket list. Um, I thought you were going to say you'd been invited then. I was like, oh, <laughs> wouldn't that be exciting? Hey, is Crystal listening? <laughs> um, but yeah, Antarctica would be so wonderful, right? Um, and I've never, I've never been. It's um, for me, it's actually the only continent I haven't been to. So everybody that goes comes back and says it changes their life. I bet it would, and I think it really. You know, I've spoken to people who've been as well, and it sort of really highlights the the their connection with with nature and with the, this planet mm -hmm. i had a very similar experience when i went to uluru actually oh, yeah. a connection with australia that yeah. i'd never never had before until i went and spent um, a week up in uh, uluru it's a yeah. very a very touching unique magical spiritual kind of place it's a very i think if you've been you have you been? No, I haven't no, actually, no. There's no. something about it. And the sky, my goodness, at night. Yeah. And I believe it's similar in Antarctica without the city lights. You yep. can just look up and see the Milky Way and you realise your place in the galaxy is kind of, yeah. I don't know. We're getting a little bit off topic. <laughs> um, because Crystal, well, Crystal can give you that experience. <laughs> not to, not to uh, Uluru, of course, but to Antarctica. Um, and so they'll be offering a whole heap of things, including 
um, zodiac landings, sea kayaking and hikes, expedition hikes, my goodness, um, to check out some of the, the wildlife and uh, wilderness in that particular part of the area. Uh, the voyage will also um, take in the Drake Passage um, where you'll be able to also visit the South Shetland Islands and the Falkland Islands, which of course are um, British overseas territories, mm -hmm. I believe. Yep. Um, and the Falklands have that um, uh, you know, place in history as well from the 1980s, so um, a lot of history there. Perfect spot for a bit of maritime history at sea there. I think they, yeah, mm. they need a guest lecturer maybe to oh, talk about the Falklands good, and yeah. the, the role that shipping played in that little part of the world. I'll well, we line that up. I'm going to be busy. <laughs> Let's move on to Royal Caribbean next. Uh, they've uh, just announced uh, they're back in uh, Los Angeles after more than a decade. Yes, exactly. Navigator of the Seas uh, has been uh, given the honour of uh, re-establishing Californian cruises. She's doing uh, three-night weekend getaway kind of trips and then the weekday trips as well which are four to five nights um, from from there and taking in the Mexican Riviera as well. Mm. And of course she's uh, been reimagined, she's got a few extra uh, nips and tucks that have taken place on board, I've put quite a lot of those into the show notes, uh, take a look at that if you want more information. Just a reminder with the show notes, uh, they're always there, lots of great information if people want uh, some additional information or even some images from time to time. Have you sailed with Royal Caribbean? Uh, I have, yes, yeah. a couple of times, yeah, yeah really enjoy it. Yeah. So, so much going on. Um, yeah, in fact, I, I can honestly say I've never been on a cruise line that I have disliked. Mm. It's, as they say, there's a ship for everybody, and some ships were not my favourite, but you know, I could see that they'd be perfect for, for other people. Yeah, that's exactly. the beautiful thing about the market, as it was prior to the shutdown, obviously, is that there was so much choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, couldn't. And uh, talking about choice, we've got an extra cruise line now back in the market. They uh, were obviously historically around quite a few years ago. Swan Hellenic have just christened their first ship. Yes, with godmother Joanna Michaela. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, probably not. Um, but she's Finland's first professor of food and culture um, and is the wife of Helsinki's mayor. Ah. Um, and so the ship itself, um, we've spoken about before, but it's part of the sort of reimagination, reimagining re rather, of Swan Hellenic has been reestablished as a new company. And uh, you might be able to hear in the background some noise because there seems to be a school group coming through <laughs> this lovely quiet park that we found ourselves sitting in. The weird thing is I can hear it before you can and I'm looking around thinking, where is all this noise coming from? <laughs> because I've got the headset on. Yeah, Barry's got this. I'm um, looking really confused. But yes, there is obviously a big group of school children somewhere. Okay. Um, which uh, may have just uh, interrupted the Swan Hellenic news there, but hopefully we, we got through that. Uh, perfect. And of course, Swan Hellenic is uh, scheduled to depart uh, early next week or will have done by the time you're probably listening to uh, this uh, podcast. Now, uh, some great news for Dream Cruises. They've been the pioneers in restarting crews up in Asia for both Singapore and Hong Kong. As of 1 December, they're going to hopefully uh, up the passenger count, Chris. Yes, so they're planning at the moment to, to be moving it from the ships with a capacity of 50% up to 75%. Um, so that's equates to around about 2,500 um, extra guests that can enjoy these, these short cruises that they're going on out of, um, out of those various ports there. And this is also kind of coinciding with their themed cruise schedule, which includes a Nordic Christmas adventure, which we had spoken about in a previous podcast. Yeah. So they're kind of bringing global experiences to you on board the ship because you can't get there. Yeah, no, a, Nord a Nordic white Christmas uh, on board the cruise ships there out of Hong Kong will be very, very popular, I'm sure. And uh, all things being well, they'll be able to, to get those extra passengers on in time for a great Christmas celebration. Um, now, we've got some news out of MSC, um, which I actually didn't see coming, but uh, they, uh, they had a bit of a mixed operation with their uh, vaccination requirements, depending on where the ships were on the world. They've taken a stance to standardise it. What's happening, Chris? 
Yeah, so they'll be doing now fully vaccinated guests only on board the ships, mm -hmm. which is pretty much bringing it in line with most of the other cruise lines yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, and I think they'd already, as you said, they'd already made that move in some ports and some locations anyway, because of course they're working you know, in tandem with the various different government authorities that have different rules about how cruising can resume. So yeah, it makes sense. And um, I think we're gonna see a, a lot more of this globally anyway. Yeah. Um, particularly we're having, you know, having that conversation even in Australia about what it's gonna be like once the, the borders come down and, um, and, and what the vaccination sort of levels are. We know airlines like Qantas and, yep. and others have said that you're gonna to have to be vaccinated to travel uh, internationally. So yeah, it's kind of just um, the latest step, I think in that uh, living with COVID world. Exactly. Um, our last little bit of news is for Aranui. Now, for those of you that elsewhere in the world, you may have probably not heard of Aranui. It's a beautiful little boutique product that uh, is part cruise ship, part container ship, uh, for yeah. want of a better word. And uh, goes out to combination South ships back in the day. Oh, did they? Yeah, ah, okay. that was their old name. Well, usually combination ships were kind of, they looked like passenger ships, but they had these big cranes at the front and the back and the, the passenger accommodation sort of in the middle. Ah. But um, this is, they, they look a little bit more like the cargo ships, but they have the... the yeah, all the passenger, the passenger areas are on the back of the ship. The, the yeah. Actual, so, yeah. yeah, but um, it's a nice little, uh, it's, to see that this, this sort of style of travel still exists. Yeah, and well, they've just, and Aranui have just uh, announced the 2023 uh, cruises out to the South Pacific and lots of great itineraries in there. Um, and this particular ship, Aranui 5, um, she, uh, she accommodates about 230 guests, only 103 mm. cabins, and is strategically so important for these islands. It's another example, a bit like the, the Hurtigruten route up in Norway, where yep. these communities literally could not survive with the help, without the help and the, the pr provisions that these ships yep. uh, deliver on a, a regular basis. So well done to Aranui. And if you want to try a particularly different cruise, maybe jump on their website, have a little look and uh, see. You never know, it might be something a little bit different that just uh, ticks the box for you. You know, you know what caught my eye? Go on. It says here that there's a guest lecturers on board. There offering is. presentation on various topics. So there we are. There is. And I think you should put your name down because I had, did have a look before we, we caught up today and they've got a really extensive list of guest lecturers and they're not all necessarily uh, specifically about the South Pacific. Guys, I'm going to have a busy 2022. Well, you are. And 2023. And 2024. <laughs> next week we'll be speaking to Chris live from whatever ship he's on. <laughs> well, maybe next week I might have my computer fixed again because I have had some feedback from people that whilst they really do enjoy the... Um, the live recording kind of banter mm -hmm. that the quality is a little bit better when we do it um remotely on, remotely because of, of course you can hear cars and horns also i've actually got no computer at the moment my 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 beloved mac has died <laughs> and um it's taking a little while to get it um to get it fixed so, so you've got no computer and i've got no internet monday to thursday <laughs> yes and we've got no hope but we still keep going <laughs> we still keep going uh, actually to be also to, to be perfectly honest um i, I personally am prefer doing the the face-to-face -face recordings every now and then because it, it gives you an opportunity to, to, yeah, it's good to, catch, to up. catch up and yeah. have a coffee which is nice yes thanks to people like anthony for supporting us exactly no it is um now obviously you've got no computer so there's no youtube uh, out there at the mm. moment but uh i'm just thinking we're, we're close to christmas is there anything out there in your youtube uh, archives that might be a bit festive a bit christmasy a bit talking well, about christmas cruises maybe no that's a good idea actually but no nothing on my channel about christmas but if you're taking some holidays there's a playlist there the maritime history playlist which mm -hmm. is the set part of the channel that i'm most proud of but gets the least attention from the algorithm so like a video that talks about like what's happening with the cruise ships being shut down you know the algorithm loves it because it's dramatic and it's whatever and it gets you know 600,000 views and mm. a video that you put a heap of work into a lot of research and lots of stuff about 
um, the history of, uh, I don't know, Queen Mary helping save Britain in World War II or the launching of Queen Elizabeth or, um, you know, the, the, the Kiwi 2's impact on the, the change of, of global travel or um, Oriana and Aurora and how they helped save P&O cruises. Mm -hmm. Those videos, they just, I don't know, there's something about that more maritime history focus that just gets ignored by the algorithm. And it's not bad news, it's just it's like not bad news, yeah. it's just stuff. And there's a lot of other really good maritime history channels that have that part of the market and mine just kind of floats around in the middle there because I've, I'm a bit, I've got a bit of everything. So um, if you want to help it get more than like a couple of thousand view, views, that <laughs> would be where I would be recommending. But also, they're, they're videos that are very, um, they're very much on the, the topic that I'm most passionate about. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I'm most proud of them. Yeah. Yep. and it would be lovely. There's one I did just re well, just recently, a couple of months ago, which was because I'd done one about um, Titanic versus Queen Mary 2 um, in terms of comparisons and then mm -hmm. QM2 versus QE2 in terms of comparisons, but I had this thought that there's, there's, like hardly, there's only one ocean liner around now and everybody else flies, so what was that story? Why, yeah. why did that happen? So there's one about the transition from ocean liners to Aeroplanes, but then how aeroplanes create, helped create the cruise industry, yes, yeah. and that one there has just, the algorithm has just gone no, 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 no. But I think the listeners would enjoy it. Yeah, no, so I do. It's, it's right there on the homepage. Yeah, hmm. I did watch that one myself. And actually, thinking about Christmas, we've probably mentioned your coloring books, which would be perfect gifts oh, yeah. for younger cruisers, maybe, or I mean, yeah. adults also color as well. But uh, you've got two beautiful coloring books there, and uh, where can they find them? And what what are they? What's their topic? So there's two different ones. We've um, worked in collaboration with the History Press, which is a UK um, publisher that um, actually creates these colouring books as well as, I actually coincidentally publish all of our other books as well. Mm -hmm. um, there's one, it's the Cunard colouring book, mm -hmm. and there's the P&O Cruises colouring book. And so um, the Cunard one, it has a section at the beginning of colouring pictures from historical perspective. Uh -huh. So it's got some um, historical posters that have been turned into colouring imagery, um, some uh, images of the old ship. There's ones from that early uh, era yep. and ones from the from the middle era um, there. And then, then we get to the Queens and then the current fleet. Right. So okay. you've got um, Elizabeth, Mary, um, Kiwi 2, then of course QM2, Queen Victoria and Queen Elizabeth. Yep. Um, the P&O one's quite interesting because it also has that historical side. All the P&O UK? Piano cruises. Okay. So we've actually combined both. Okay. So um, it's got the historical side of it that is the ships that used to operate for P&O Steam Navigation Company that mm -hmm. did cruising. Yep. Um, and then of course that company split. So both P&O cruises have the same common heritage. Yep. Um, and those pictures come from uh, those outlines uh, are created from um, imagery that's in the archives of the Henderson and Kramer collection. Right. So they co-authored with us. Uh, and then we've got the UK fleet and the Australian fleet. Brilliant. But each book also has a little historical snippet on each of the pictures. Right. So it puts it into context for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, I will put the links to both of those books in the show notes. And I, I know we've mentioned where they can get them before, but uh, any good bookshop and also online. But we'll have links to, uh, I yeah. think, uh, Amazon was the, the last place that we linked everything to. Oh, yeah. There's, it's available Amazon or um, in Australia New Zealand. It's in Fishpond. Um, it's at... Uh, uh, the book depository, mm -hmm. you can walk into a shop in the UK, sometimes into a, um, Waterstones and get it there. Or so. even if you are lucky enough to be elsewhere in the world and are on a ship, yes. if you're on a Cunard ship, then you can buy them. They definitely have them on the air. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing, Baz, uh, 
because it's shipping and all that sort of stuff is the merch. Mm -hmm. Great opportunity for Christmas if you're interested in, um, you know, because your, your store, the Big Cruise Podcasts merch store, there's the Cruise Podcast um, uh, merchandise, but there's also a design your own feature. Yes, there is, yes. Which I've just recently used to design a couple of pieces of clothing. I didn't know that. I have, yes, because um, it's great because they've got this image library of all these different images yeah. and you can pull them up and make your own clothes. It's very, very easy. And it's environmentally friendly clothing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, all organic cotton produced using green energy and no plastic anywhere in the whole yeah. production. So it's a nice way. And actually the, the closing date for deliveries to everywhere outside of UK and Europe, I think is coming up pretty quickly. I think yeah. it's something like the 10th of December. Yeah, so sure. if you're here in Australia or in the in North America, then um, you probably need to get get onto that and get it in time for Christmas. Uh, yep. Obviously, delivery in the UK will be a little bit later if you, you are there. Because Baz has got this whole collection of different cruise, big cruise podcast shirts there. But I use the same supplier because I got the information from, from you uh, for my channel. But as as is limited to a, um, a stylized ocean liner mm -hmm. cruise ship design that we've kind of come up with. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, but you can get that as a small version or as a full shirt thing. Yeah. But Barry's got a huge collection and the design your own, which is really cool. Because if you just want to make something that's nothing to do with cruising at all, but are worried about fast fashion and the mess that it makes on the planet, this particular place, um, T-Mill, has yeah. a really good track record, which is why yeah. we chose it. Exactly. No, it's it a really good way to, to do the right thing when choosing you know, either merchandise or just as Chris says, wanting to design something yourself and uh, very reasonably priced and uh, pretty quick delivery too as well. So uh, thanks for a little uh, prompt there, Chris. Um, that's all we've got time for this week, folks. Uh, we will be back with another bumper edition next week. As I say, uh, if you have got any questions that you would like us to dump, jump into an answer, easiest way to get in touch with us is via the, the website, thebigcruisepodcast.com. In the top right-hand corner, click on Join the Show. And uh, that's where you can send through the questions. And as many of you do, we, we'd love to receive them. And uh, <laughs> we've said it a few times. Let's say it again. Let's challenge Chris. Let's see if there's anything out there that he doesn't know the answer yeah. to. Sorry, mate. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I mean, there is plenty of stuff. <laughs> I'm very lucky that Barry gives me a heads up. So I can do the research. Most of the time. We might surprise you. Sometimes you do a surprise. Okay. <laughs> no worries. Thanks, mate. All Until right. next week. Take care. If, like me, you're not a great fan of fast fashion and you prefer to do things uh, a little bit more sensitively, if you can, all of our Big Cruise podcast merchandise is uh, sourced using only organic cotton, produced using only green energy, and there is zero plastic used in any of the process or packaging. Um, it's a great alternative to uh, buying a cheap souvenir t-shirt. You can buy merchandise with the Big Cruise podcast logo, or you can design your own. Simply jump on. We've got a whole heap of different uh, designs, different styles of clothing as well. And once again, it's all organic, it's all green energy, and there's zero plastic in the whole production. You'll find the link to how to do that in uh, the show notes for each and every episode, but just jump on the website, the Big Cruise Podcast, and look in the top right-hand corner. That's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Until next time, bon voyage. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.